Hello and welcome to the final episode of In Conversation with Avon, a mini-series discussing global issues impacting the beauty industry today. Consumer behaviours have shifted dramatically over the course of COVID-19 pandemic. Brand switching, online shopping and experimentation with new digital shopping methods have become the new norm. This month, with the help of my panel, we will discuss how the beauty industry is responding to the ongoing evolution of retail. Without further ado, let me introduce the panel. A warm welcome to Irina Bavalova, Global Lead Health and Beauty at Euromonitor International. Fernanda Skosafara, Executive Director, Marketing Intelligence and Analytics at Avon. Catherine Threebold, Managing Director, Accenture Interactive. And a warm welcome to Angelina Kretsu, CEO at Avon. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Hello. Irina, let's start with you. In 2021, what are the key social drivers influencing the ongoing evolution of retail? Yeah, thank you, Siobhan. Um, two key things I would like to highlight here, and that is emotional well-being and purpose. I think COVID restrictions, which um, led to home seclusion and social isolation, as well as prevalent concerns around the economic fallout, have really brought the onset of kind of less measurable aspects of health and that of the emotional and mental toll of the pandemic. Uh, in a certain sense, digital activity came as a lifeline to cope with the uncertainty of the outside world and really empowered consumers to take greater control of their health, self-care and well-being through virtually enabled experiences. So this has necessitated action around um, embedding emotional support and a sense of communal belonging in branding and communication strategies in, attempt, in a, the attempt to offset such anxieties. So as an immediate impact of the crisis, consumers turn to digital channels to feel more connected. And many brands responded to that by creating platforms, video content, virtual consultations, live streaming, and so on to facilitate those personal connections. And indeed, one of our most recent voice of the consumer beauty surveys actually indicates that online user reviews, communities, and forums were cited as the top digital purchase influencer for beauty products in 2020. And a second aspect as well is purpose. You know, the divisive uh, nature of the pandemic unraveled a number of structural inequalities. So the narratives uh, around health, beauty and wellness are really shifting and transitioning from uh, a status symbol to really wellness and beauty access for everyone. And last year certainly embedded that mantra of purpose over profit so that kind of social welfare aspect um, including local community support and so on um, have taken you know consumers have taken note of that those um, reinforced social, social responsibility and they will seek um, that sort of those sort of credentials in the future and how does Avon's market intelligence reflect this outlook, Fernanda? Yeah, as Irina mentioned, no, we also see that the pandemic brought no, all the uncertainty and fear. And we see that the consumers are really looking for this flexibility and convenience the way that they shop. 
and also no self-care and self-preservation become much more important when we see is that it's really about like feel goods and uh, not just you know take care of your body and your mind but also about inclusivity and this is where i think avon has a big you know role to play avon really believes that everyone deserves access to beauty no we really democratize beauty and bring this representation and inclusivity so everyone can have it it's really like about beauty for all so this is the way that we are really like you know seeing the trend and tackle it and uh, on the connection and purpose as arena mentioned it's really like you know um a big trend no with lockdown and isolation people are craving for connection they really want to be part of something no with all these you know bad news and difficult times they are looking for positive examples and companies that are doing more than really sell products no and here is where also avon you know put our purpose into the heart to really you know build a better world for women to really like continue to fight for women especially like now in the pandemic that we see that women have been um disproportionately affected you no know, with all the the, the pandemic and at accenture catherine Yes, at Accenture we're seeing similar trends really. So, you know, big trends around people being connected as both Fernanda and Irina have said. Um lots of focus on the family, putting the family at the heart and making sure that um self-care and health is uh, is really predominant. Um and we've seen that consumers have been saying they're really going to continue to take better care of their physical and mental health um as the pandemic eases. um so we're seeing that they want to really um benefit from social connection um and a number of different organizations start to think about how they can take experiences into the consumers homes so perhaps taking um the hair salon experience or the nail salon experience into consumers homes and allowing them to have the full experience be able to ask questions be able to get guidance but also share that experience with their um family and as um restrictions lift with their friends more broadly as well and how is avon responding to this social connection angela Thank you Shovan. Uh, actually Irina, Catherine, Fernanda, you are all very right. It's something amazing that happens in the beauty industry. You know, the color of the makeup, it's not defining beauty any longer. We see the well-being transcending not only at the level of the health of an individual, but the health of a community, the health of our planet. It's maybe you know this true force for good so beauty is becoming is taking a role like never before it goes from the shallow beauty on a, you know on on a, the way we appear in front of the others to beauty as a statement of how i contribute to the others and 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 um we see all these trends and at avon we really took this exercise to reassess what's truly important how we at avon can give back more than what we take 
We had this strong legacy as transforming women's lives for 135 years, but we now believe that the topic of us empowering women um, uh, understanding that doing better for them, we do better for the world, it's, it's more relevant than ever. And, and you heard it from Irina as well. People are craving purpose, personalization, convenience, flexible ways to shop and earn. And Avon can play that role, really creating this exciting value proposition for both beauty uh, consumers, but as well for our beauty advisors, millions of representatives around the world who found a way of earning and learning, you know, by sharing beauty with their friends. So both through the business model, through this, through this democratic access to world-class um, uh, quality and, and, and innovation in beauty, we, we find our role and relevance in, in supporting these trends that we, we see emerging stronger than ever in the beauty industry. And Arena, in 2021, what are the key digital drivers assisting the ongoing evolution of retail? Well, undeniably, um, digitalization witnessed one of the most profound shifts in the face of the pandemic and became a key enabler for access, uh, virtual assistance, as well as uh, personal engagement and community building. Now, the e-commerce acceleration that was predicted to take us over the next five to 10 years actually occurred in one single year. So online sales of beauty have now reached 30% globally in 2021. So building on that, uh, digital activation and the omni-channel strategies already observed pre-COVID um, will be vital not for engaging just with the younger consumer cohorts, which are clearly more uh, digitally um, uh, adapted and, also, uh, and so on, but also new adopters of uh, digital among more senior demographics as a result of the crisis. And uh, you know, utilization of AR, VR, live streaming, shoppable social media definitely help build up that online presence. But um, beyond that, key focus should really remain on uh, creating platforms that allow for more seamless product discovery, virtual assistance, uh, and endorsing that communal and social aspect, bringing that human element into digital activity, if I can say so. And obviously, aside from uh, you know digitally native and D2C brands and those that high, really have high footprint, uh, digital footprint are all benefiting from, from digitalization. But uh, I would uh, like to say here that you know, direct sellers in particular also stand to benefit, especially those with that kind of high um, digital activation, because the social and peer-to-peer -peer aspect is already embedded in, in their selling model. And does this market intelligence reflect the outlook at Avon, Fernanda? Yes, we, we have seen even before the pandemic, you know, all the, the growth of digital channels and media. No, especially for beauty, you know, the main sources of credibility were already like family and friends in the first and second, it was about digital influencers. And we see that the pandemic just accelerated this. Uh, but what we, we, we are seeing is that like even now the big influencers were lacking a bit of credibility. No, so... It's really about, uh, as Arena mentioned, no, create different platforms, no, go in different touch points and not just, uh, you know, in one or two. 
And uh, this is where also, when you look at, uh, as you mentioned, all the direct selling or what the way that we call now that is more relationship selling, you no, know, the way to go directly to consumer, you no, know, our model become even more relevant. Because when we talk about, for example, a Avon Digital representative, she is becoming even more credible and more relevant because she can be like someone that you really trust, customize your content, give much more um, customized experience. No, so what we have seen is that like uh, it's like uh, really the trend. You no, know, the digitalization and the, this way to invest in different platforms to really like reach directly your consumer and uh, be able to provide the best service and experience you know, in, a, in a more customized way. And uh, Accenture, Catherine? Yes, we've obviously also seen a huge rise in e-commerce uptake, um, big increase year on year, big increase in the number of infrequent or previously infrequent users who've turned to e-commerce and finding consumers who perhaps previously only shopped infrequently online now being around four times more likely to purchase their makeup and personal care products online now. And we're seeing their expectations really of e-commerce being shaped across industry. So they're not uh, looking at what they expect um, from a beauty manufacturer or from a clothes retailer in different ways. They're expecting the same kind of level of experience they have in their e-commerce shopping to be shaped. So the best experiences really need to translate across industry. Um, we're also seeing, obviously, a huge rise in usage of digital-enabled services. So lots of the technology around the beauty piece um, now being used by lots more consumers, lots of contactless shopping when consumers are out, out and about, um, big increase in social media shopping as well. And we're seeing um, organizations and retailers to respond to that by thinking about how they can better use their people um, during this time of the pandemic, but also ongoing, and perhaps moving some of their beauty advisors from stores to become online influencers. There's a couple of examples of organizations doing that so that they can really engage people virtually and drive their online sales. And how is Avon responding to these digital drivers, Angela? So, uh, yeah, so as Fernanda was uh, calling out, we started from before the pandemic, but now we've accelerated the pace. We Avon has transformed from a ding-dong direct selling as for traditionally um, a direct selling uh, company door-to-door to a digitally-led beauty company, adding that they're keeping preserving that high touch connection with our representatives. So this pandemic has really upped the pace for our digital makeover because as you heard before, people are right now looking more, especially in beauty, for their beauty purchases, they are looking more to trusted sources like friends, family, influencers that they, they, they follow for a long time. So in this online world, we really see an opened up opportunity for sharing and recommending. And we have our millions of representatives, 5 million of representatives around the world who are trusted advisors in their own micro community. So 
the way we equip them is with the right content and uh, uh, digital tools for them to share beauty in an omni-channel environment, including social media, with their own communities. And we've seen an immediate response with Avon's digital sales, you know, uh, with a, a, a growth of 130% in Q1 alone this year, uh, and overall sales globally, you know, with tripled versus where they were last year. Uh, and these trends will continue as long as uh, the beauty players are looking not just creating the right digital access, but as well as, as Catherine was calling out, that kind of experience, so uh, a, a distinct value proposition that, that will give um, our digital consumers uh, an experience that they would like to come back to. Arena, in 2021, which environmental drivers are impacting the ongoing evolution of retail? Well, last year um, focused on the social issues and the local community support and the welfare of employees and, um, and consumers as well. But um, 2021 has uh, starting to see a shift uh, in focus towards the planet. So back to the environmental purpose and a lot of pledges in action around climate change at the core. So as such key areas of innovation will definitely be around carbon positive, carbon neutral supply chains, as well as assurance of safety and ethical sourcing, which is uh, very much sought after by consumers at the moment. I mean, I generally, I would actually argue that there is a certain case against digitalization when it comes to environmental impact. Uh, we all know that sustainable e-commerce is, is quite challenging uh, in respect to addressing issues such as uh, excess packaging, carbon emissions, and single-use product uh, packaging and secondary packaging as well. And last year saw the um, kind of further uptick of uh, click and collect or curbside pickup models, which effectively decrease last mile delivery and reduces packaging. So that uh, really transformed the landscape in uh, North America and Latin America, for example. But on the flip side, uh, there are also a lot of positives and a lot of opportunities coming out of those challenges. And sampling is one example, uh, which is another huge challenge in terms of waste reduction. So product testers that were removed from storefronts, obviously creating some potential uh, detrimental impacts uh, you know, on the environment, leading to increased production of mini size samples. But um, we're already observing shifts towards kind of more personalized sampling based on uh, users' data through online quizzes, integrating virtual consultations, and really some interesting novel digital sampling technologies in order to reduce uh, packaging and, wealth, uh, and, and waste. And does this market intelligence reflect the outlook at Avon, Fernanda? Uh, we see that sustainability is a must, you know, as Arena mentioned. You no, know, consumers are much more aware of the brand's impacts on the environment than even before. And we see that the concept now is much more broader. You no, know, in the past, when we talked about sustainability or environmental impact, consumers tended to just think about recyclable packaging, for example. But now we see that they are much more aware and they are thinking much more you know, broader in terms of uh, the whole impact into the world from climate change to animal testing, you know, for example. And um, 
we need you know as citizens as individuals and companies to really think about future generations you know and uh, we are taking we are seeing that like many companies are taking this much more seriously you know as example in the case of Avon we had short and long term goals but uh, we are seeing like much more companies start to think about this you no know, from packaging to carbon footprint and other things and Accenture, Catherine? Yes, our research that we've done has uh, shown some very similar themes. We're definitely seeing people wanting to create a more equal world for future generations. A recent study we saw 62% of people saying they would increase their focus on the environment. And I think what's interesting is that they, or at least seven in 10 consumers, are expecting brands to play a role in that. So they're expecting brands to do more to make it easier to buy and to consume sustainably. We're seeing people shopping locally more and wanting to shop um, locally more. Um, searches for supporting small businesses rose considerably over the last year or so. Um, and we're actually seeing large companies partnering with local communities to support more local offerings. And another trend, as mentioned before as well, I think is around the recycling piece. Um, and we're seeing um, organizations um, group together to offer recycling um, uh, facilities. Um, so circular delivery services that replace single-use disposable packaging um, are becoming um, much more um, mainstream. And how is Avon responding to these environmental drivers, Angela? We, we co-create, we co-create our future and impact uh, together with uh, the group. We are part of the Natura & Co. We are deeply believing that, that business can be a force for good. So we are truly committed to tackle some of these very urgent issues facing people and planet. In 2020 alone, we reduced our carbon emissions by 20% at Avon. We increased our total recycling rate to 90% and reduced the water intensity by 40%. But our goals uh, are to become a B Corp along with our sister brands uh, by 2023. And uh, by 2030, we want to be net zero on carbon emissions have 100% of all packaging material to be reusable, recyclable, or compostable, and as well to have a zero waste to landfill by 2025. So our mission is best, be best beauty company for the world. And talking about the world, Fernanda, in 2021, what are the governmental drivers aiding or abetting the ongoing evolution of retail? Yeah, we, we have seen now that uh, it, it has been a very challenged moment for government. No, they had to make very difficult decisions like lockdowns, closed retails. And we saw that some managed very well, but others not so much. But um, what we saw is that in the end, there has been a big cooperation no, of government, retail, private sector to really fight the pandemic. No. So we have seen that many companies changed, you no, know, their even the core business to really like uh, put for the purpose to fight the pandemic. You no, know, for example, in the case of Avon, we changed like uh, some production line to produce hand sanitizers. And what we have seen in the retail is that they also work together you now with the government and adapt to this new. Uh, situation. So I believe that in the future, you know, 
um, the corporations, no, the private sector and government will work much more together. So this is the first um, pace no, for future cooperation, much more cooperation than we have seen before. And working together, do you see that at Accenture, Catherine? Yes, I think we do. I think, um, as uh, Fernanda said, obviously the government's had to make some very hard decisions. Um, and um, as a result, there are a number of our consumers who are very worried about the economy, particularly low-income households, people who are worried about their financial situation, and in some parts, people with decreased disposable income. So I think it's really critical that um, the government does work together with private companies to um, try and support those who um, are facing challenges um, and that we're able to then perhaps um, return um, growth into the retail sector um, across the board, across all, all segments of consumers. And how is Avon responding to these governmental drivers, Angela? So outside of what you've just already heard from Fernanda, I would call out the co-creation, the collaboration we have with the governments around the globe to really look at the uh, opportunity to support people who have been impacted by pandemic uh, losing their job. And we know that women have been disproportionately impacted. And, and we, so we are not looking only to consumers and ensuring we democratize and then create a, um, an open access yes, with affordable prices to top class innovation, we equally uh, opened up our business model, uh, um, creating a very easy access uh, for uh, especially women who have been impacted by the pandemic um, uh, job losses and uh, offering them opportunities to earn by sharing beauty with their friends. And uh, with this micro entrepreneurial yes, support, we uh, positioned ourselves as, as uh, strong collaborators in between private and public sector to support the overall microeconomy, its resilience during these unprecedented times. Irina, how could or should beauty retailing evolve over the next 12 months? Um, I see the future reality of beauty being in the digital space um that blended environment um you know i'll say that there is a you know slight counter argument here in respect to the notion of a full-scale digitalization uh, as with every peak we're bound to see a certain backlash to an all digital mindset uh, the pandemic really highlighted the stronger appreciation of health and uh, as we mentioned self-care and wellness more time with family and friends and there's certain preferences pointing towards simplification uh, and that includes aims to moderate digital exposure. So many consumers are craving to return back to stores um, and the experiences, uh, physical experiences, but um, retailer storefronts will need to reinvent their operational um, and engagement formats. As such, um, I see increased investment in those digital environments while creating even more interactive uh, digital experiences. Some of uh, Euromonitor's figures are a clear testament to this. At least half of beauty companies surveyed in our Voice of the Industry survey stated that they would implement digital strategies to embrace that new digital reality, from uh, contactless experiences to deployment of AR, VR, to integrate actual virtual processes in physical uh, spaces. So as such, we're looking at uh, a new hybrid model 
the importance of physical storefront remains, but digital will have a key role in the space of uh, discovery still, that kind of fun element of engagement and creating the excitement of novelty. Uh, and ultimately fill some of those gaps uh, in the sensorial space, which uh, previously was offered largely in store. And for you, Ferdinanda? Yeah, I hope that the pandemic brings lots of innovation. As Arena mentioned, no, in terms of digitalization, digital experience, new technologies, but also in terms of products and how we interact with consumers. No, when we talk about products, I really hope to see you no know, more and more products that are related, you no, know, that are more sustainable, but also related to some of the big issues that we see in the world, no? And uh, in our case, no, like try to have more and more products that bring best quality in a very affordable and sustainable way. Because one thing, as we talked about, you know, the trends, we see that consumers are becoming more smart. No, they will not, uh, um, they will want things that really, you know, meet their needs, but also are good sustainable and affordable, no, and worth to pay. And also in terms of interaction, no, uh, bring more inclusivity, more representation, no, and also see all the companies being much more linked to their purpose. No, in our case, no, uh, really put women in the heart and continue to fight for, you know, the causes that are most important for them. And for you, Catherine? So we're seeing um, four likely um, evolutions of the industry moving forward, some in the nearer term, some a little bit longer term. The first one really picks up on what Fernanda was saying about inclusivity, where we're seeing the importance of really designing a product or a service from the beginning with inclusiveness built in. So really ensuring that it is um, appropriate for all groups of people, all types of people, um, right from the start. We're also um, expecting online experiences to continue to evolve and probably to become even more sensational. And by that, I mean experiences that we look at through more than our eyes. So how will we build smell? How will we build touch into our online experiences? Really fusing that physical and digital together um, and making it a full experience for someone who may not be doing it in a retail environment. And the third one taps into the environmental piece we were talking about earlier, which is all around track tracing and trust. So the sustainability aspect, really understanding the provenance of products and ensuring they're authentic. So maybe using QR codes, for example, to find out and understand the story behind the product. And the last one looks at um, the DIY aspect. So we've talked a lot about having um, people at home doing more experiencing at home. How can we bring the whole experience to them in the home? So in the drinks industry, for example, bars are now coming into the home. Um, some of the beauty organizations are bringing the full consultation into the home, some through subscription services. So we expect a, an evolution in that space as well. And for Avon, Angela. Thank you, Siobhan. I, I, I couldn't agree more with everything that we've heard so far. Indeed, you see this uh, uh, need to, you know, for easy 
instant gratification, immersive experience, omni-channel access, uh, distinct value proposition. But what is really coming and how I started the call today, it's, it's this emerging um, uh, demand from consumers to really look at beauty much deeper than skin. And that is uh, uh, the understanding that beauty only comes with dignity, with well-being, with freedom, with, with equality, uh, with, uh, really ensuring that they have human rights. So they, there is an expectation that beauty companies are stepping up, really showing their value to the communities they serve. Uh, through the voice that they share, yes, um, but as well with the position that they take to ensure that uh, um, beauty is not just uh, um, skin deep. So beauty, it's coming, it's coming to mean so much more. And I'm very excited about these trends because that will enable all of us, yes, in this industry to step up our game and uh, contribute more to the planet and people and communities. And with that, I would like to thank Irina, Fernanda, Catherine and Angela for their inspiring insights in the evolution of beauty retailing and to you for listening.